As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. While at Georgia Tech to speak about the Student Aid Bill of Rights, Vice Founder Shane Smith interviewed President Barack Obama, discussing a host of issues important to Americans, from foreign policy and marijuana legalization to global warming and political gridlock. Tell me when you guys are ready. We announced we were going to be talking to you. Yeah. And we said on the internet, send us some questions. Right. Because we want to have a dialogue with yeah. our audience. And we'll ask the president. And <clears throat> the internet blew up. <laughs> it was incredible. I do a lot of environmental pieces. And whenever I do an environmental piece, out come the bots, out come the eggs, you know, on Twitter... Right. Because there's all kinds of negative stuff right, right. that they want to cause doubt. That's every day for you. Yeah. How do you do it? How do you handle the, the controversy, the negativity? Yeah. Why be pre- it's, it, Are you a masochist? <laughs> you know, l- l- let me tell you, this is a fun job. Right. I, every day I wake up and I get a bird's eye view on what's going on everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. I can have as much of an impact on the things that are important to people as anybody on the planet. Right. You know, if you're applying yourself steadily every single day to uh, the job and you're keeping your North Star, which is when I leave this office, I want things to be a little bit better, then the day-to-day criticism, uh, the chatter, the noise, uh, is something that you end up blocking out. And the longer you're in the job, the more you're likely to take the long view. Mm-hmm. Let's take something like climate change. Let's. We just got back from Antarctica, and Antarctica's melting, Greenland is melting as fast as they can. Sea levels are rising, yet many people are putting their head in the sand. It's right over the hill, Shane. Yeah. Pine Island and Twaits are right over the hill, 100 miles from here. Yeah. All that ice... So that's a matter of time. He's going to flow down to sea. If I can change how the country thinks about this mm-hmm. as, as a serious, immediate threat, not some distant, vague thing. Which is crucial. If I can encourage 
and gain commitments from the Chinese to put forward a serious plan to start curbing their greenhouse gases. And that then allows us to leverage the entire world for the conference that will be taking this, uh, place this year in, in Paris. And if I'm able to double fuel efficiency standards, and I'm, if I'm able to uh, make appliances more efficient and to double the production of clean energy, if I'm able to do all those things now, when I'm done, we're still going to have a heck of a problem. Mm -hmm. But we will have made enough progress that the next president and the next generation can start building on it. And you start getting some momentum. Which is rational, sane. That's a great <laughs> answer. However, yeah. you have people, for example, Senator Einhoff, who's, who's throwing snowballs, who's saying <laughs> that, that the, the, the greatest hoax perpetrated on the American public is that we can do anything about climate change or that it's even real. Senator from Oklahoma. We keep hearing that 2014 has been the warmest year on record. I asked the chair, you know what this is? It's a snowball. And that's just from outside here. So it's very, very cold out, very unseasonal. So here, Mr. President, catch this. Throwing a snowball would be funny yeah. if it weren't for the fact that he's chairman of the Senate Committee on the Environment. That's disturbing. So you have a very sane and rational plan, but we're not acting in a sane and rational way. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and, and I'll tell you, uh, climate change is an example of the hardest problems to solve. The hardest thing to do in politics and in government is to make sacrifices now for a long-term payoff. But here's, here's what keeps me optimistic is you talk to Malia and Sasha, you know, mm -hmm. 16 and 13, mm -hmm. and the sophistication and awareness that they have about environmental issues compared to my generation or yours, sure. they're way ahead of the game. There's always going to be resistance to change, and some of that is going to be generational. I guarantee you that the Republican Party will have to change its approach to climate change because voters will insist upon it. The challenge on something like climate change is there comes a point of no return. Mm -hmm. And you do have to make sure that we get at this thing quick enough and with enough force to be able to make a difference. Why is the resistance so strong? Well, some of it's economic. If you poll folks, they're concerned about climate change, but they're even more concerned about gas prices. Right. You can't fault somebody or being concerned about paying the bills or being able to fill up your tank to get to your job. In some cases, though, you have elected officials who are shills for uh, the oil companies or the fossil fuel industry, and there's a lot of money involved. Typically, in Congress, the committees of jurisdiction, like the energy committees, are populated by folks from places that pump a lot of oil and pump a lot of gas. In our research, the environment or... Global warming is the number one issue for, for Gen Y. But <clears throat> another issue is dysfunction. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems that from the outside... That from the inside, too. <laughs> <laughs> Washington, if you look at global warming, for example, yeah. and you're right, the younger generation, there is no debate. Yeah. Yet they see this fighting, this gridlock in, yeah. in Washington. Or for other things, just for example now sort of chicken that's being played with the Department of Homeland Security, for example. Republicans are playing politics with the critical funding 
for the Department of Homeland Security and threatening a shutdown. The president's executive amnesty is lawless and unconstitutional. These are things that our taxes pay for. Right. Yet it seems to be a game that's being played. And young people are, are dissatisfied and angry, but they don't know what to do. What would you, what would you tell them? Well, l l let me say a couple things. A lot of times from the outside and sometimes mainstream media reports this as uh, a food fight and it's a problem of both parties just being partisan. Well, that's just not accurate. On climate change, 90% of Democrats agree with me. And 90% of Republicans oppose any action on it and a sizable portion of their party deny it even exists. There have been times in history where Democrats have been unreasonable. Mm. There have been times where Republicans have led the way. But right now, on a lot of the issues that young people care about, it's not both sides arguing and creating gridlock. You've got one side that is denying the facts, mm. who are often motivated principally by opposing whatever it is that I propose. Now, that, that's not inevitable to our democracy. That's, some, that's a phase that, that the Republican Party is going through right now. And uh, it'll outgrow that phase. Um, the thing that we do have to worry about is the fact that the pace of change globally is so quick mm. that we may not have the luxury of 20 years or 10 years of not getting a lot done mm -hmm. uh, if we want to deal with not just climate change, but the potential for pandemic with terrorism, with the challenges around cybersecurity. Some of these things are just moving. One thing young people could do immediately yes. is vote. Okay. And the fact of the matter is, is that in the last midterm election, about a third of eligible voters voted. Mm -hmm. And so if you've got gridlock and you've got people who aren't producing, the fact that a lot of them got rewarded with re-election and the people who were in power creating the gridlock stayed in power, that's a consequence of everybody staying home and acting cynical. And the minute you withdraw in that way from the process of politics, well, then you're destined to have the existing power structures call the shots. 47 Republican senators put their names today to this open letter to Iran, informing Iran that any nuclear agreement not voted in by Congress will be viewed as, quote, nothing more than an executive agreement between President Obama and Ayatollah Khamenei. How does it feel when you're trying to get a deal done with Iran, for example, mm -hmm. and then you have senators who are sending separate letters? Yeah, well, it... Uh... I'm embarrassed for them. Yeah. Because it's not how America does business. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's entirely legitimate for my uh, friends in the Senate uh, who signed that letter to ask very hard questions about how can we assure that Iran's not getting a nuclear weapon? How, you know, why would we uh, lift sanctions now given how they're causing problems in other part of the world? Given the venomous things they've said about Israel, you know, how can we even negotiate with them? Now, I will have responses to each of those questions, and I will say that uh, I've committed to making sure Iran doesn't have a nuclear weapon. I'm prepared to take all options to prevent them from getting a nuclear weapon, but the absolute best option is a diplomatic resolution. And if we do get a deal, it's going to be because I can verify 
that they won't have a weapon and I will have the international community helping us verify that. We can have that debate. For them to address a letter to the Ayatollah, the supreme leader of Iran, who they claim is our mortal enemy, and their basic argument to them is, don't deal with our president, because you can't trust him to follow through on an agreement. It's close to unprecedented. Mm -hmm. and we, we were looking at the history to see if there was an example of it. We couldn't find one. And by doing so, they were effectively making common cause with the hardliners in Iran, who also don't want any kind of diplomatic resolution because they are invested in getting a nuclear weapon. Mm -hmm. So this is a good example, I think, of where the, the state of our politics that leads sure. Republicans to be more worried about a Tea Party primary than they are about what ordinary folks are thinking. It damages the country, it damages our standing, it's not productive. Um, in this day and age where we've got such big issues, we can't afford it. We embedded with uh, IS, uh, ISIS, ISIL, uh, last summer uh, for a month. One of the biggest questions that I had was, how did they become so popular so fast? How did they get so many foreign fighters from America, from the UK, mm -hmm. you know, from Scandinavia, from all over the world, go there, outstrip Al-Qaeda almost overnight? Yeah. And so, A, how did they become so popular out of nowhere? And then B, how do we stop them? Two things. One is uh, ISIL is a direct outgrowth of Al-Qaeda in Iraq mm -hmm. that grew out of our invasion, which is an example of unintended consequences, which is why we should generally aim before we shoot. We've got a 60-country coalition. We, we will slowly push back ISIL out of Iraq. Uh, I'm confident that will happen. But what I'm worried about, and what we have to stay worried about, is even if ISIL is defeated, the underlying problem of disaffected Sunnis around the world, but particularly in some of these areas, including Libya, including Yemen, where a young man who's growing up, has no education, has no prospects for the future, is looking around and the one way that he can get validation, power, respect is if he's a fighter. And this looks like the toughest gang around, so let me affiliate mm -hmm. with them. Uh, and now you're giving me a, a religious rationale for uh, doing this. That's a problem we're going to have, have generally. And we can't keep on thinking about counterterrorism and security as entirely separate from diplomacy, development, education, all these things that are considered soft, but in fact are vital to our national security. And we do not fund those. If you ask the average person, how much do we spend on foreign aid? They'll say 25% of the federal budget. Right. Well, it's a little over 1%. Mm -hmm. We should be th thinking about making investments there that ultimately save us from having to send our young men and women uh, to fight or having folks come here uh, and, and doing great harm. This is the last question. Right. Our number one question from everyone on the internet. Yeah. 
was, and this might seem flippant, but with war on drugs, with too many people in yeah. prisons, like we said, hurting education, right. states are legalizing marijuana. Right. It seems like an inevitability. I declare this war over! We're ending a failed policy of prohibition. For young people, I'm sorry, but if you legalized marijuana, it would be the biggest part of your legacy. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, it shouldn't be young people's biggest priority. Right. It was our most popular. Well, I understand, because yeah. sometimes on the, the White House uh, website and petitions, uh, you know, uh, we get the same. So let's put it in perspective. Young people, uh, yeah, I understand uh, this is important to you, but yeah, you should be thinking about climate change, right. the economy, jobs, war and peace maybe way at the bottom you should be thinking about mm. uh, uh, marijuana. I, I'd separate out the issue of the criminalization of marijuana from encouraging its use. I think there is no doubt that our criminal justice system generally is so heavily skewed towards cracking down on nonviolent drug offenders mm -hmm. that it has not just had a, a terrible effect on uh, many communities, particularly communities of color, rendering a lot of folks unemployable because they got felony records, disproportionate prison sentences. It costs a huge amount of money to states, and a lot of states are starting to figure that out. But what I'm encouraged by is you're starting to see not just liberal Democrats, but also some con very conservative Republicans recognize this doesn't make sense, including sort of the libertarian wing of the Republican Party. And they Party. see the money. Um, and they see the money and, and how costly it is to incarcerate. So we may actually be able to make some progress on the decriminalization side. At a certain point, if enough states uh, end up um, decriminalizing, uh, then Congress may then you know, reschedule uh, marijuana. Mm. Um, but I always say to folks, you know, uh, Legalization or decriminalization is not a panacea. Do you feel the same way about meth? Mm -hmm. Do we feel the same way about coke? Uh, how about crack? How about heroin? And, and there is a legitimate, I think, concern about the overall effects this has on society and, and particularly vulnerable parts of our society. Substance abuse generally, legal and illegal substances, uh, is a problem. Locking somebody up for 20 years is probably not the best strategy. Uh, and that's something that we have to re uh, rethink uh, as a society as a whole. Mr. President, I'd like to thank you for your time today. And I'd like to thank you for coming here and talking about uh, young issues or issues for young people, as well as meeting with the students today. I had a great time. Thank, thank you. All right, got it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You guys want to take a picture with the crew before I get out of here? Come on, guys. Head over to vicenews.com to watch the roundtable discussion with President Barack Obama and five students on the challenges surrounding student debt and the pursuit of higher education in the United States. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. 
Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.